My name is Megan James, and I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and welcome to The Megan James Show. So the purpose of our show is to provide personal development, ideas, advice, and tips, as well as business help and advice to entrepreneurs. We are so passionate about helping our local businesses. So most of our interviews are actually with local successful business owners. And when I say local, they're local to the Kernersville Triad, North Carolina area. So... We want to boost the local economy as well as provide real, actionable advice for you guys, our listeners, the future and current business owners listening to the show. So without further ado, here's our show. Hey guys, so I'm back. It's Megan James. I'm recovering from a long week. Let me tell you, I got hit with a illness that knocked me flat on my ass and I had to take some of my own advice and take it easy, take my meds, take my vitamins and just take my PTO time. And I felt like crap letting my coworkers and fellow business partners down, but everybody understood and no one else wanted to get sick. So it worked out for the best and I'm feeling like a champ now. So Today I'm coming at you with some new stuff. Uh, Today's episode is actually called 10 Things I've Learned in Business. And I've kind of kept to this um, recent trend of 10 things I've learned or 10 things that can help you because I found that our audience members like things to be short, sweet, and to the point. You know I struggle with that in some of my episodes um, because I try to pack in as much value and advice and information as I can within a predictable time span. So yesterday I was taking some of my advice and going out to meet local business owners in the Kernersville area. And what I did was I walked from one side of Main Street down to the other side and I met so many new people that I never knew were there, businesses that I didn't know existed And I was like, we have to do something about this. So I started talking with a few of them. And basically, we're going to have a few of these people come on our show and talk about their businesses, uh, lessons they've learned and how they've gotten to where they are. So I'm really excited about this project I'm partnering up with to bring you guys some more information, some brand new interviews. And I'm looking right now at a whole stack of business cards that just... It's overwhelming the politeness, the welcoming attitudes from all these business owners that were so happy to talk with me and tell me their story in person. Just to take that time meant the world to me, and I know it will you. So um, a few of the places I went was the Mismatch Boutique, which is a really cool place if you haven't been. It's actually 113 West Mountain Street in Kernersville. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but they have a lot of interesting items there. Um Another place was Scarlet Creek. Now, guys, this place just opened. This guy has such a cool story. I'm not actually going to share it with you here because I don't want to spoil it, like I said. Um, But he just opened two weeks ago. He's got all this amazing Christmas uh, gear already in his office. I want to say office, but in his shop. And it's such a cool shop. When I tell you it's like rustic. But he has everything from kitchen gear to um, this awesome little like Christmas globes. 
and even gifts for dad. Like he's thought of everything. He came in in the perfect season. I mean, he launched at the right time because one thing I've noticed missing from a lot of the stores in Kernersville so far is no one has geared up for Christmas yet. And with a, you know, places like the Walden family, Walmart, they've been advertising Christmas since July, if we're being completely honest. So I was excited to see a local store advertising Christmas. So if you guys need some Christmas gifts, that's the place to go bunch of unique finds and um i went to jane made and found oh and before i let you go scarlet creek is actually located at 244 north main street in kernersville but i'm excited to talk to you about jane made and found it was actually one of the coolest places i've ever been so i talked with the owner or one of the owners i should say and it actually is made up of 16 different artists And upon walking in, if she had not have told me that, I would never have known. The place just flows perfectly from one thing to the next. They have everything from really cool jewelry and knickknacks, hilarious, I mean, absolutely hilarious mugs, uh, koozies, everything imaginable. Um, The necklaces and earrings are beautiful. And there's just so many things in there that you wouldn't even know that there was 16 different minds at work. Guys, it's freaking impressive. So be sure to check them out. They're at 141 South Main Street in Kernersville. And man, I had a blast. The next place I went to was the Street Boutique. So I actually had a really good time here because they also have a bunch of cool Uh, trendy outfits and just some cool knickknacks and things I think you guys need to see. So we've got several boutiques in Kernersville. I actually went to four, including uh, the street boutique. And I don't know if I told you um, the exact location is 110 North Main Street, Uh, but just super cool. Uh, Another thrifty boutique was Lexi Marie Boutique. And that's at 233 North Main Street. Um, I just had a really good vibe from the second I walked in here. Um, They have so many cool little outfits and just everything is is set up in a really nice, appeasing to the eye way. And so it's not one of those places like none of these stores. I didn't walk into any of these stores and instantly feel overwhelmed by the amount of stuff. And some stores will do that. They pack in so much stuff at this time of the year to try to get everyone to buy everything that you walk in and you're immediately stressed and overwhelmed. So these stores did an excellent, excellent job with their layout. And I think you guys need to check out. I'm not going to I'm not going to set any of them apart because I really think you need to go to all of them and do your Christmas shopping. I mean, you don't have to do all of it there, but just feed some back into the local economy because holy crap, I had a blast. And when you're getting thirsty and you want something to drink or even a bite to eat, go over to KBC, Kernersville Brewing Company. They have some awesome brews on tap. They have a Heffy that I'm in love with. Um, Their porters are amazing for those of you who like a little bit darker. Um, I just truly enjoy the atmosphere, the rustic feel inside KBC. And you guys know that we're good with them. They're like our, our second family. Um, they have such a welcoming attitude towards everyone. So if you're trying to stay warm and you need a break, go get you a brew. 
Stay nice and warm inside there. And if you need some food, you don't even have to go far. Giada's is literally right across the street, right there. And sometimes, if you're there at the right time, you can get some food from the food trucks. They have a variety of food trucks that actually come straight to KBC's back door. So you don't even have to leave. Get your brew, get your food, and get back to shopping. It's a fantastic time. So be sure to check that out. And I haven't forgot our little four-legged friends. So Paul Lees, that's P-A-W-L-E-E-S, is the doggy bakery and pet market located at 116 North Main Street in Kernersville. So I love going here. We've been going here for a while. Um, and I found a bunch of stuff that our pets love. Really gross stuff like duck's feet. That sounds nasty, but I'm telling you it's healthy for the animals and they love it. Uh, it keeps their teeth really sharp, keeps the cavities away. So we get them that and some cow's ears and things like that. But they also have, you know, pumpkin treats. They have these really cool, unique things that I can't find anywhere else. Everything from dog mats to your regular old pooper scoopers and normal food. Um, but tasty, tasty treats for our puppy loves. So be sure to check them out for your four-legged friends or maybe your neighbors have some four-legged friends. It's an excellent place to go. I highly recommend it. And the prices can't be beat. So on to the next. I went to a twofer. So Waffles and Whiskers Cafe on 104 South Main Street in Kernersville is actually owned by Jennifer and Shane Swinning. They are the coolest people. They're so down to earth and hilarious, but they actually sell these beautiful decadent Belgian waffles and they have like old fashioned ice cream. They have phenomenal drinks. I had a peppermint mocha that was to die for. Like <laughs> Starbucks would be lucky if they catch me in their establishment again because this was so freaking good. You guys, not only can you catch the best waffles, the best ice cream, and the best drinks at this one place, after you're done, every $5 donation goes towards 30 minutes of playtime with your kitty friends in a completely separate room. No, they do not let the kitties out with the food and drinks. It's completely sanitary for those of you currently freaking out. But it's really cool because they are partnered with the SPCA. And all of these cats, except for a few feline friends, are actually adoptable. So when you go in, you contribute, you go play with the cats, and you can come back and enjoy the rest of your beverages or just go on to the next shop. But for me, it was an excellent time to just decompress, relax, and just take a stop, take a minute. I felt so much better after leaving there, like I could conquer the world and move on to like four different shops and have no holiday stress. So if the holiday stress is getting to you, head there. They're phenomenal people. And it just so happens that they also have a party business. And by party business, I mean they have inflatable bouncers, like bouncy houses. So if your kid's having a birthday party, these guys have the hook up. They have everything from the inflatable bouncers, the slides, the games, the face painting, party rentals um, for indoor, outdoor use. And it's called now it's party time. So these people can help you out with a variety of stuff. Um, I would definitely recommend checking them out. They're very, very professional and really just good hearted souls. And I hope to have them on the show later because they have some really unique changes coming up that I'm so excited to learn more about. But on to today's main segment, 
right? So I told you guys, I'm getting on this kick of 10 things I've learned. So today's is about 10 things I've learned in business. Number one being extreme ownership. So as owner of the business, as leader of the business or CEO or whatever you choose to call yourself, you're 100% responsible for the outcome at all times. Even if you're employing like 10 people, 100 people, 1000 people, whether there's a miscommunication on their end that leads to a failure, that's actually a miscommunication on your end. That's something that you should have overseen. It still comes back on you. There are no excuses. You can't pawn off blame on people. Part of being a responsible leader, part of being a responsible business owner is having extreme ownership in every situation. Just accept your responsibility, move on, stop making excuses, and you'll find that not only you will succeed at a much higher level, but your business will and your team will follow suit. So if you haven't read Jocko Willink's and Leif Babin's uh, book, Extreme Ownership, I highly recommend you check it out because that's all this book talks about and really puts it in perspective. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, they can probably explain it a little bit better, but... I'm just finding um, in situations where I've done that, I've grown more as a person and I've grown more professionally. And it's just, it's never been a situation where, you know, I may have accepted extreme ownership in a situation where, yes, I accepted discipline. But if I would have tried to pawn off the blame on someone else, it would have been far, far worse. Because at the end of the day, I knew I was to be held responsible because I was in charge of leading. So number two have a plan. I always say this one quote will stay with me forever. He who fails to plan plans to fail. And you can change that to she who plans or she who fails to plan plans to fail. That's fine. But the concept is still the same. Have a plan for your company. Have a plan for the name, the brand, your tax filing status, the registration of your business name, logos, any local ordinance that you have to consider before opening a business, a lot of towns, if you don't notify them um, of your business and where you're operating out of, will actually fine you. So you have to do a little bit of research on your end. You don't have to overly think things out. You don't have to get caught up on the details and then never launch your business. That's not what I'm talking about, but you need to do the basic research. And you want to make sure you know your why, You want to make sure you know the solution that you're proposing to this problem that you personally have faced or that you have found uh, the community faces and you want to solve. You have to be able to propose your solution. You have to be able to communicate the value you plan to give, how you plan to make money, and you have to know who your target audience is. But most importantly, you have to know how to facilitate getting that value you plan to give to your target audience. It is vital because if you can't bridge the gap between those two things, your business will never thrive. So in many cases, I have jumped into something without a plan. I jumped into not one, but two MLMs, multi-level marketing companies. It ended up being a big mistake on my part. Um, I violated one of the rules that we'll talk about later, but I didn't understand the business itself and it sounded too good to be true, which it turned out it was. So it was a a hundred percent my fault. 
I jumped into something excited. I allowed optimism to rule me, um, which can be a huge hindrance in business, sometimes operating on the edge of pessimism can be your friend. So it cost me dearly. And I wish now I would have made plans before jumping into a business. So learn from my mistakes. I don't regret them. I learned awesome lessons out of it. Um, I just wish they hadn't have been so drastic at times. But number three, keep your business funds separate from your personal funds. So that means two separate checking accounts. It's easy to track and most banks won't charge you to have a separate checking account. Um, I downloaded apps like Every Dollar and the QuickBooks app and other apps just to help me track expenses, whether it was like hotel stays or mileage or food when we went places or went to a conference or something like that. Um, just ways to help me keep track of that stuff. QuickBooks actually has an option that it automatically tracks. You have a setting where you can actually turn it on where it tracks everywhere you go in your vehicle. So if you're always on the road for your job, you can leave that running and just go through and categorize which trip was business related, which was personal related, and you can actually categorize it further into what type of business it was. So that's really cool. You can add notes and things like that. Um, just make sure what screwed me was I had my iPhone set up to where if I hadn't logged in in a certain amount of time to an app, it automatically deleted the app from my phone and uploaded it to the iCloud, which means it erased all my data locally. Huge mistake because probably two months from me filing taxes, I tried to log into my app and realized what had happened and it lost everything. My mileage, all my categories, everything was gone and I was pissed because I've been paying the monthly fee to keep it going. It was my own fault. Like I said, 100% ownership, it was completely my mistake, my oversight. So don't take it out on the app. Um, but for me, that didn't quite work so well. So I keep a printable ledger, old-fashioned kind, in my truck, like an actual book, where I write down my mileage. So do what works best for you. If you like the electronic gadgets and apps and stuff, go for it. It's easy. Uh, just make sure that your phone wasn't set up like mine. Um, number four, don't let fear of failure cost you everything. Don't take away opportunities to grow yourself and your business because you're afraid of failure. So the only way to gain new opportunities and to grow yourself is to actually say yes to new experiences, to things that scare the crap out of you, and to stuff that places you way the hell out of your like comfort zone. Um, a lot of people like to live their lives on their couch. Nothing wrong with that, right? But if you're pissed off at your life, if you're pissed off with where you are and you can't figure out why things aren't changing, it's because you're not getting off the couch. You know, and it may be some people are getting off the couch, they're doing things, but they're not saying yes to things like I don't know, tango classes in the evening. And they're like, well, I don't like to tango. Well, have you tangoed before? Well, no. Well, how about you fucking try before you say you don't like it? So just little tips and advice, things that have helped me in business. Uh, saying yes in my personal life to things like that, to karaoke and things, has actually helped me professionally. I've made professional networking um, relationships that have helped me and aided me dearly in situations when I needed it. So just be aware that things that go on, and this is another rule coming up, things that go on in your personal life can affect your business life. So 
Moving on out of this fear of failure. Number five, failure is actually a good thing. We have grown up believing the exact opposite because that's what we've been taught our whole lives is that failure is bad. But actually, failure is how we learn. You want to fail hard, fast, and a lot while you're young. So you can have the wisdom, the experience, and develop and scale your business as you get older. So take those risks while you're young and have the time to recover. Now, I'm not saying you have to fail hard at everything that's, you know, that may cost you bankruptcy, you know. What I'm saying is don't be afraid of the risk. Take the risk now. Be knowledgeable going in. Don't just jump into stuff. Do a little research, but take the risk, you know. In my experience, the times when I didn't risk it were the times I regretted the most. And when I weighed the risk versus the regret, the, re- the regret always weighed higher on my chest. So I say go for it. And I always will. It's helped me. It's helped many, many, many other people I've coached and many other business professionals that I go out with, I hang out with, um, we're partnered together. Risk will always be your best reward. So um, moving on to number six. Now, this is one of my favorite quotes. Never invest in a business you can't understand. In business, if it sounds too good to be true, it usually is. So Warren Buffett, I guess I should start with this. Warren Buffett said, never invest in a business you can't understand. And it makes sense. I mean, it's kind of like a duh. (laughs) It's one of those things that you're like, well, you know, what, how could you invest in something like put your money into something you don't understand? Well, I can tell you from experience that people can make business plans sound super, super savvy. And they can trick you into believing a lot of things like, oh, this will make sense as you go. Um, If we can just wrap your head around a couple of core topics, the overall business impact will make sense as you go. I can promise you that if it sounds too good to be true and you can't wrap your head around the whole thing, you probably shouldn't move forward. Just being completely honest from my experience, that lost me a lot of money. And I wish I would have gone in saying, no, I want to understand this now. And if you can't explain that to me, you're withholding. And that tells me that you're not valuing integrity. So if I would have really paid attention to that red flag going up or that the hair on the back of my neck, you know, all your your personal red flags that you know, pay attention to those. They're trying to tell you something. There's a difference between taking a risk And jumping blindly into something that's going to fail. So number seven, if you have problems in your personal life prior to going into a business, those problems will likely be amplified upon launching a business. So if you're experiencing marital problems before, they're not going to get any better by adding the stress of owning a business. You actually have to invest in your personal growth before and during the process of owning and running a business You have to step up and figure out what bullshit am I currently carrying around that's only going to make things worse as I go into business because you may be a little blind to it now. You know, it it, it may not have come out fully, but I promise you with the stress of owning a business, things come out in different ways. Like stresses in one sphere of your life amplify in others that you're like whoa how did we escalate to this well it's because you've been pulling the wool 
over your eyes in this area of your life for so long, you've been ignoring it, not paying it attention, and now it's manifesting over here. So you have to deal with your shit before jumping into a business deal. Make sure you're prepared to do that. If you're against personal development, if you think it's just like, I don't know, some people think it's it's taboo or it's stupid or it doesn't work. If you're one of these people that don't believe that you need help, then you don't need a business. If you're not willing to grow as a person, then you're likely going to fail in business because you're not going to want to grow as a business leader. You're going to think that uh, you're infallible and that there's nothing that you can do wrong. So people like that don't need to be in leadership roles. Hi, welcome to the employee line. Come take your spot here. Not to be an asshole, but keeping it real. If you can't man up and accept responsibility for your actions and accept the fact that there will always be things you need to learn and grow out of, then there's literally nothing you can do to own a successful business because it starts there. It starts with you. Um, Moving on, number eight. Always know how to do every facet of your business. Be capable of understanding every single detail of the daily operations. And that doesn't mean do everything yourself. In fact, that means just the opposite. If you can delegate things like accounting or um, managing your website or social media pages, if you can delegate the things that cost you your concentration or things that don't make you happy or light up your life. Now, if you like to manage your social media like you love it, then don't delegate it. You can maintain it as long as you can maintain it. But if you find you're spending nine hours a day on your social media and you're not accomplishing the shit you need to be doing in your business, maybe you need to be delegating part of that to somebody else. So using common sense, figure out what you can afford to delegate and do so. But don't do that because you're scared of doing the task at hand. That's how we fuck up. Like, if you hire an accountant to take over your taxes because you don't know how to do your taxes and you're scared of them, the fuck are you going to do if they quit? What if they have a family emergency and have to move out of the country? Or what if you, worse, have to fire them because they embezzled? How are you going to continue to maintain the finances in your business if you didn't understand them to begin with? Even if you have to hire somebody to teach you this shit, it's worth it. Be that person. Be the bigger person and earn it. You have to know these things about your business. Okay, so number nine. Another favorite quote I have of Warren Buffett's. Losing some money is an inevitable part of investing and there's nothing you can do to prevent it. This goes for business as well. Get ready to lose some money. You can't clench your butt cheeks and hold on to everything. Say, no, you'll never get a dime from me. Because it's it's the equivalent of that um, post that was going around forever. I can't remember what it was. It was like, if you're a billionaire and someone steals $2,000, are you going to spend $30,000 taking them to court to have them put in prison? Or are you just going to like, you know, halt the charges on your card and uh, flag your account? Well, me personally, I would just take the two grand loss and you know, keep on moving, make sure they can't do that shit again. So take your small losses and stride and learn from them. But you will lose in some way. It's inevitable. Um, but you would be surprised at the number of people that will cling to, I will never lose anything. Losing is, is wrong. I will never lose anything. I have to win everything. And out of that sheer determination to win everything, they end up losing so much more. So 
don't be the victim. Don't be that person. Um, there's no substitute for financial intelligence. Um, you can lose a little money without losing your shirt. So be physically responsible and you should do just fine. Uh, number 10, have patience. Building something of value takes time and takes patience. Another favorite quote of Warren Buffett's is, no matter how great the talent of efforts, some things just take time. You can't produce a baby in one month by getting nine women pregnant. Hilarious, yet true. You can't rush something like that. You can't, you know, build one business in 90 days by building 10 businesses all at the same time. So you have to put the work in. Don't look for the results right away. You know, just keep being patient. Keep your head down to the ground and keep doing the work. The results will come eventually, but just know that just because you're doing the work doesn't mean you've earned the results yet. Um, so like always, I'm going to recommend some books for you guys to read. If business is your thing and you want to learn more about it, if these tips interest you, if you want to learn more, some books to read, and I'll put these in the episode notes like I always do, guys. If you aren't aware, our episode notes are where the gold lies. So be sure to go back through our old episodes and check out the episode notes and see what you've missed because I put links in there, uh, downloadable PDFs, all kinds of shit that you won't find me mentioning in some of the podcast. It's just to see if you guys are paying attention. So those of you who do pay attention and check out those notes, you're getting the real gold. I'm, I mean, I'm giving you all the secrets here, but go back through, make sure you listen to those episodes, read the episode notes and get your gold. Same with this. So some of the books to read, uh, we already talked about this one, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leif Babin. Um, the second one, as I quoted throughout this whole entire podcast, is My Warren Buffett Bible. And it's basically like 284 quotes by Warren Buffett. And um, they have a quote for everything. It's fantastic. Uh, the 80-20 principle written by Richard Koch with a K <laughs> is actually a really, really good book that can be applied in all aspects of your life. Um Another book is The Effective Executive. Peter F. Drucker, I know you guys have heard me mention it before. Um, fantastic book. Really helps you be the most high, I guess, high-performing executive you can be. Uh, Ready, Fire, Aim is Michael Masterson's book about not overthinking the plan of your business. So going back to that planning phase, not getting too far in depth with it, um, being ready, but jumping in. So Good to Great by Jim Collins, another good leadership book. The Lean Startup by Eric Rice. I think Rice or Reese, can't remember. Um, great book. Uh, the Four Hour Work Week, which you guys have heard me mention a thousand times by Tim Ferriss. Um, Originals, Adam Grant. These are the people who have built fantastic businesses. Um, the people who... Um, founded, I guess, the the frontiers of business. And it's, it's a really, really, really interesting book. If you like learning about um, history and the why and how things can work out for some people, it, it really opens your mind, expands your mind, and allows you to apply it to circumstances in your own life, which is really cool. Start with Why by Simon Sinek is a really good book. It talks about that why we talked about earlier. 
Um, the Hard Thing About Hard Things by Ben Horowitz actually talks about these are the hard things you have to do, but you have to do them. And there's a lot more to it. It's a really, 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 really good book. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, Crushing It by Gary Vaynerchuk. I will forever recommend this book to anyone, entrepreneurs, business owners, or just regular people. Um, really, really, really good book. will teach you so much about the social media world that you haven't even thought about. And will also teach you even more about yourself. So with that, guys, I hope I haven't kept you too long. But I hope you also got a lot out of today's episode. If there's anything that specifically hit home to you, give us a shout out on Instagram, Facebook, social media pages, and let us know. Um, We'd be happy to talk to you if there's anything you'd like to add. Um, And as always, we're still looking for people to come on the show, do interviews. So if you have a great story or you know someone who does, reach out to us and let us know. We love talking to people. We love getting new stories. So You guys know legacy underscore lifestyle underscore coaching, right? That's our Instagram fam. And for Facebook, we are just legacy lifestyle coaching. You can find us there or the Megan James show podcast page. So that's, there's two different pages on Facebook. Uh, One is primarily promoting the podcast. One promotes our coaching page. You can reach us on either one. I'm on LinkedIn, Megan James. Um, I'm also on Twitter, MegloJ161. Be careful what you get there. Sometimes you get some good uh, quotable stuff and sometimes you get a big fuck you. You never know what you're going to get. You know, life's a box of chocolates and all that. Uh, I have a Snapchat. I honestly can't remember for the life of me what it is, but you can find me if you got any of the other social media pages. So with that, guys, I hope you have an incredible weekend. And as always... Hit us up with ideas, hit us up with new people to interview or new books to read or whatever. We love hearing from you guys. All right, later. Thanks for listening, guys. And if you haven't followed us on social media yet, what are you waiting for? Find us on Instagram, legacy underscore lifestyle underscore coaching or on Facebook, The Megan James Show, or our coaching page, Legacy Lifestyle Coaching. We're everywhere, guys. And if you haven't told your best friends and family that this is the greatest leadership and business podcast in the world, I know. I'm watching you. So please, guys, like, comment, and share it up. We appreciate your support.